Hey everybody, this is On The Spot Podcast with your host, Jennifer Silva. So today, we are going to be watching a Netflix original called Green Eggs and Ham by Dr. Seuss. But I'm not going to be watching this alone. I actually have a guest here, which is Kayla. Hello. We are just going to be watching this cartoon on Netflix and... You would think that, uh, as a cartoon, it would be for the younger audience, but Dr. Seuss has been a very important presence in both of our lives. Mm -hmm. We grew up on that, and so we're here to pay some, I guess, respect for the man, and hopefully we will have a good time with this remake from Green Eggs and Ham. So, after watching this show, I wish I want to tell you everybody that there will be spoilers since this is such a new show. Well, this is also a review, so There's also a review. So, that I just felt like saying spoilers anyway because it's better safe than sorry. So, tell me, Kayla, what was your opinion of the show? Um, I think it's all right. Uh though I mean... Any laughs, any upsets, any frustrations, any any good things about it? I mean, yeah, it's 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 got a good... I mean, it's by Warner Brothers, and it's got a good, like, animation style going for it. Um, you can really tell they really, like, are dedicated to it looking like the books and everything. But, <laughs> of course, it's a but. <laughs> um, I don't... It's not that I hate shows like this, but, like, I don't like shows or movies where basically the main character is a curmudgeon where all the all all the surrounding characters around him are just like bounding and well not bounding but like really just like exploding with joy or happiness while he's just like miserable i kind of hate shows like that because like because i'm just like wow you you can only write two types of characters then because that really sucks and i mean like i know when like the the book green eggs and ham he's a curmudgeon but that's just dealing with like him and the guy who's a curmudgeon's guy and um uh that's just dealing with him and sam but um uh i, I can get into more things i just like what do you what do you think uh, <laughs> well i actually really enjoyed it uh which is completely opposite to what you're saying i, mean, um, I didn't hate it <laughs> I, I know you didn't hate it but like you also didn't like it i mean it was like a meh show. Yeah, like a meh. Yeah. For me, I, on the other hand, am very easy to please. But, like, if something is done wrong in the show, then I dislike it entirely. But the show has great animation. Yeah, it has a great And animation. the characters are easy to, like, tell apart. Well, we clearly know who are the main characters. And um, throughout the show, we learn what they aspire and how their personality is. Because um, we have Sam and Guy... From the show. So Sam is clearly the small guy that likes green eggs and ham. And Guy is the one that says no, he doesn't like it at all until, like, the end of the book. But um, I will say that the green eggs and ham looks really gross. Yes! <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I love the show, but like, the green eggs and ham looks really gross. Like, moldy kind of gross. Yes. It looks disgusting. And I love eggs. Like, I don't, I don't eat pork, but, like... I fucking love eggs, and just, like, 
when I was a kid, I didn't like this book either because, like, I didn't like um, the way it looked. And in the show, like, I guess it's because it's from, like, we first see it from Guy's point of view, who clearly does who doesn't Not like eat, it. Uh, grenades into him. So it looks, it looks, like, slimy and everything and stuff. It just doesn't look appealing, which is weird considering the fact that, like, Everybody ev- likes it. Everybody likes it, and um, I mean, like, there's 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 food that looks disgusting that's still delicious. But at the same time, like, everything else is really pretty in the show, and yet the man and the, the title of the show, which is Green Eggs and Ham, looks disgusting. Like, it's just. It's. I think the reason it looks so gross is because we see it the way we eat it. So we eat hands pink, and we eat eggs, and it's the typical white and yellow yolk. And um, when he eats the eggs, it, it's it's acting like a proper egg with yolk. Well, it's just that the yolk is green. And so you immediately associate the green with mold or well, gross well, no, or something. It's just that, like, it's not that I associate, like, green with mold. It's just, for one, they chose, like, the worst shade of green that it could possibly be. It's like a putrid puke, like, baby green, that kind of green, you mm-hmm. know? And then, like, so if it was neon, if it was neon, it would look way better. Like, it wouldn't look as gross if it was neon. And like, and I mean, we've all eaten things with like food coloring and dye in it, and it didn't look gross. So like, they just chose like the worst shade of green possible for it to be, in my opinion. Um, or maybe, maybe we're just following the story through Guy's point of view. Well, I mean, so we like, see we see Sam's everything. I know we see things through Sam's point of view, but like, we mostly follow Guy. Who is, you know, his tall, upset, sad self. And and so there's, like, sharp contrast of colors and stuff like that. So maybe that's why the green eggs and ham look the way they do. Because that is typically the focus of the story. I mean, what if in later in the story, like, I guess close to the end, the, the green eggs and ham don't look as gross? Yeah, but they look gross in the opening, too. Well, and the openings in every episode. Well, I don't know what to say. All I know is that it was it was slightly unsettling. Yeah, it was just not great. Um, oh yeah, we didn't talk about our, the B plot. The B plot. Oh yes, the B plot. So apparently, at the beginning of the show, a ninja uh, steals. That's not the B plot. <laughs> it is. Okay. Well, he's a ninja oh, steals well, the chickaraff. Okay, I was thinking about the C plot then. My mistake. Okay, so C plot is B plot, but like. Um, in the beginning, we learn that a chickaraff, which I believe is a chicken and a giraffe, based on the name, uh, is stolen from the zoo, and apparently it's a very deadly creature, and so throughout the show, there's people saying that it's missing, and that it's dangerous, and the police are everywhere looking for it, and massive panic, and we, we're trying to figure out, or we wonder, where it is that the chickaraff, um, is, only to end the episode, with the chickaraff being inside of Sam's briefcase that Guy accidentally took because the briefcase the briefcases were swapped on accident. You know the typical cliche. Yeah, they're identical. So they're identical. Of they he tripped on it. He picked it up. <laughs> I'm surprised that a chickaraff can fit in a briefcase. To be honest, um, this is Doctor Seuss. Yeah, it's Doctor Seuss. Um, they have things with multiple wheels and the funny, funny, um, name. opposite umbrellas. Yeah. And, and stuff like that. That's true. And but so so your B plot <laughs> slash C plot was it the Meepsville or was it the bad guy? 
I was going to talk about the mom. <laughs> oh, the mom. She's yeah. also a plot. So in the show, there's also this uh, mother and daughter duo. It's, uh, what's the mom's name? The mom's, um, what's her name? Um, we're going to call her just the mom. Yeah, I, I remember the daughter's name, EB. But like, uh, the mom has this pinched face. That's all we know. Yeah, the mom's kind of, mom's like a total like overprotective helicopter parent. like That likes to count beans. That likes to count beans. But that's that's just Dr. Sue Quirk. Um, I know it's a cartoon and everything, and everything's supposed to be exaggerated and stuff. Or like, kind of like wacky, or like, why would you do that? Yeah, Lol. yeah, yeah but like, just... The mom's super overprotective, so the daughter doesn't get get to, like, go outside or play or anything like a normal 10-year-old and shit. And it was super frustrating how her, mo- her mother made it a point to make sure that her mother didn't have any whimsy. Yeah. And, like, when she saw that there was, like, whimsy, she's like, I'll allow it because it's so little. Yes. And I'm like, I know you're overprotective, but you're supposed to let your kid have fun yeah i mean like okay sure you don't want your kid on these ridiculous there's a ridiculous bike that her i guess her neighbor is on a childhood friend i guess a childhood friend he's like you can ride on my handlebars and she's just like no i'll get mad and i mean like okay she can't like and she can't go outside either yeah i'm just like okay get get her some paints get her get her a sketchbook a sketchbook or a puzzle board game or like some indoor weights or, or some books or some books like this kid looks bored out of her mind and she is she has her fa- her trusty fishing pole that yes. she tries to catch wild animals yes. with bamboo with cheese stuff inside yes. um and her she wants to capture the chickaraffe yeah but um uh, we don't think that she's going to actually do it yeah well i mean there could be a twist i don't know she would catch her on accident yeah it's away from guy and sam oh speaking of poles there's a lot of fishing poles in this show there like, is it's like the main like weapon besides hats. weapon of choice instead of the hammer it's the fishing pole yeah like so many like the bad guys have fishing poles like besides hats that's like the main featured thing fishing poles and hats so... and then there's the bad guys which are literally called the bad guys which is this blue um the hulking man the hulking man only want to say is that i love him he is such a he's such a fun character because he has the shades the cowboy hat the 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 handlebar mustache i yes. believe it was Great and that's super deep voice and then he has his a spunky um i guess i want to say protege yeah she's like a protege because she notes that he's been on like over 400 uh, cases. 800. <laughs> over 800. Yeah, My bad. Over 800, and this is her first one. And she's clearly, like, overstimulated and just ready for everything. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, even at the, when they're first introduced, like, the zookeeper, who they go see, think they're the cops, and it's kind of like a buddy duo, so they're the bad guys, because you got the old, grizzled one who's been on, like, a thousand cases, and then he's partnered with some young hotshot. So it's kind of like that, but they're the bad guys. So that was an interesting little twist. And they're, they have such fun chemistry, too. Yeah. Like, I, I I laughed a little bit when, when they were trying to get information out of the head zookeeper, and um, the, <laughs> they were just misunderstanding each other. Yep. It was just great. Um, what do you think of Sam? Sam, I... He's I, the little guy. Um, he's the little guy. He's Sam I Am. Yes. If I, you've uh, read the book. The book. He is absolutely adorable. Okay. I don't know this for sure, but I'm pretty sure. Um, 
Okay, I'm not sure, but I'm like, I should probably Google this later. But whoever voices him, I'm pretty sure that's Jared Clydman from Dear Evan Hansen, the musical. It sounds identical to him. I'm going to have to Google it, but um, if that is him, great that he's getting work, you know? Um, well, I His mean, voice fits very well. Yeah, it fits really well. It's like, it's like, uh, it's hopeful, but it's also... It's slightly it's, annoying. Yeah, it's, all, it's on the... Uh, it's over the cusp of being annoying. It's not on the cusp. He's, it's definitely he's annoying. He's not annoying. I mean, he's 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 a little pathetic. Because uh, he has we, no friends. We get the <laughs> well, we get the feeling he has no friends because when he went because when he went to um the diner where he met Guy and the briefcases were switched, um he he proposed to buy everybody who just came in food just to like be nice and like be a pal. And then uh, before he left, he left at closing time, which was like probably a really long time because when he entered the building, yeah, it, it was, was daytime. It was daytime, and we're assuming it was around lunchtime. And by the time he left, it was probably closing hours, which was probably like eight, maybe nine. Yeah. Hopefully not ten. And um, he wanted to invite the staff by giving his address, and apparently the 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 waitress was like. I already have your address for when you invited the staff and six other ones that you've given me. So we're giving we're given the idea that he's alone yes. and lonely. I've seen characters like this before where they're just like, uh, they're not great at making friends, so they try to buy the affections of others. Or they're super nice. Really, yeah. So like they earned it, kind yeah. of. Which is really sad and it makes me feel I mean, for him so much because... He he clearly has the best intentions. He does. He does. He he's not a bad guy. He helps people with little odds and ends, and but but he has no friends. Yes. And and the fact that he stole the chick 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 graph chick giraffe chick giraffe from the zoo. Um, we we don't know why he did that. He just did it. Um, but he did sneak in pretty pretty stealthily. It was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah I will say that it was cool. But um, we don't know why he stole uh, a wild animal from the zoo, um, which is very odd. What he wanted to do with it, either. We don't, we don't understand. I don't know. Maybe he wants a new friend and just didn't want to. He wanted an exotic pet. <laughs> yeah, but there's, there's moments where uh, Sam sounds kind of, like, mischievous, but in a bad way. Yeah. Where he's like, and stuff like that. And I am just, I'm, I'm wondering what is going to happen. I mean, I think it was interesting that he ended up being, like, the guy who stole the, the chikaraf. Because, like, if he was just, like, I mean, the shtick of being just, like, you know, really nice, but really awkward and not getting everything would probably get old really fast. So I'm glad they showed, like, oh, he's actually got a little bit more depth to his character besides that. Yeah, he's super nice, but he still did a crime. Yes, he still, <laughs> still committed crimes. He took a, he took a car- uh, dangerous creature from the zoo and uh, just had it stuffed in his briefcase, which is um, I mean, inhumane. it can't be that dangerous if, it, if he can stuff it in his briefcase. Like, well, we don't really know. It was a dead of night. Oh, come on. This is not Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> Real on. talk. This does take some things from Fantastic Beasts. He's got a, he's got a weird creature he's in got his suitcase. More, and he did say he has a lot of friends, which we're assuming is probably other creatures. Or pets. Or pets. Yeah. Or, like, plants. Or plants. Uh, plants would be kind of lame. Don't be like that. <laughs> you can't make friends with a plant. You can name them. You can name them. But all I know is that there's probably going to be really interesting chemistry between uh, Guy, uh, Guy, Am I, and Sam, I Am. Yeah, it's probably going to be, like, 
I, I assume how the show is going to play out. Like, guy's going to learn how to be a more, like, like hopeful. A more hopeful person. Maybe not the nicest, but, like, just learning how Lenient to be. Lenient with all the all the negative things that happen. Yeah. Just learning how to be more, like, empathetic and stuff. And, the bright side of things. Yeah, and have more, like, self-confidence. And probably Sam's going to learn not to be as as naive as he is and maybe make some friends and stuff. And understand that sometimes happiness isn't the way. Yep. Sometimes you just got to fall on your face and so on and so forth. Or that you just can't steal animals from the zoo, you know? Yes. And then there's, like, this bad guy. Oh, yeah. The guy with the toupee. Yes. He, he has, like, this onion-shaped head. And, like, apparently uh, the hair is some creature. I don't remember what it was called. But it, it rhymed because, you know, Dr. Seuss. Yes. And um, he's a collector of rare creatures and things. Yes. Most of his things are golden. They're, they're painted gold. They're made gold. And it's, it's very gaudy and... Yes. And then he has this, like, wall where he keeps all of his uh, exotic and rare animals. Except they're alive. So I can only assume, and they got their heads poking out of the wall, kind of like how you'd see... Um, a hunter like, with all of his prize yeah, game. With all his prize game, like, mounted. But they're alive, so I can only assume that they're... And they're really close to each other, so I can only assume that they're all standing on top of each other, which would suck. And it's, like, right next to his office. So, they, you know they gotta be making noise all the time. Like, Yeah, but you also under, have to understand that this is a Dr. Seuss that uh, is production. True. So, the fact that the animals would be um, in the wall, uh, standing on top of each other for, like, hours on end is totally a normal thing. And yeah. stuff like needing to defecate and eat is not a problem. <laughs> Speaking of defecating, there is a shit joke. <laughs> Matt, there, there's an eating shit joke in here. Um, which was appreciated. It was appreciated. Um. It was about uh, how Guy wasn't going to eat at Green Eggs and Ham because he didn't like uh, Creatures' his poo. So no, of course he's, like, like he's never eaten it, So, but he's also never eaten shit before, so he knows he wouldn't <laughs> like shit either. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was funny. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, that was the episode. Uh, what would you rate it on this episode? Oh, first episode? Um, well, okay. Out of five. It, it, okay. It cheats because it ends on a cliffhanger. So, like, of course it makes you want to watch more. I think, I don't know. I, I'm kind of iffy about shows that end on a cliffhanger because I feel like that's cheating. Because they're just like, oh, now you have to watch the ne- next episode instead of just trying to, like, establish what you need to establish in the first episode. And from that premise, you get people to watch it instead of, like, ending, like, on a not finished story or story point a story arc if i had to rate it in eh, three but points. you also have to understand that even though this episode was about 24 minutes this it was did 28 minutes 20 then. it was 28 minutes then it didn't feel that long it kind of flew for me yeah it, it felt like so like if minutes. that's the way the all the episodes are where you feel that they're they're actually super short when they're really not then a cliffhanger wouldn't be that bad i guess, I guess. because you you're already expecting it to get to the point once yeah. the next episode comes up but cliffhangers should be reserved for, like, middle episodes or, like, second-to-last episodes, in my opinion. But if I had to rate it, I'd say, like, 3.5 out of 5. Hmm. I would say I would say 4 out of 5 for me because... That's not bad. Because I I really enjoyed it a lot. There, But there are some things that really bothered me. So, like, the overprotective mother was, like, sad and annoying at the same time because she gives her the friendship bracelet. Where, like, if she presses a button, her her daughter immediately attaches to her. It's like a really strong magnet. Um, yeah, and, and it's one way to keep her daughter in line. And I really didn't like that because it's 
Um, it's very toxic. Yeah, there's probably going to be, like, a plot point later about, like, they're probably going to get in a fight, probably, like, an episode, like, seven or six or something about how, like, you know, mom, you never let me do anything, and this is why, or or it's going to be, like, something like the daughter does something super outrageous, and the mom's freaking out and stuff like that, and the daughter's just like, well, this is what you get for never letting me go anywhere and stuff like that. Yeah. There's probably going to be, it's, there are some predictable things, but then again, this isn't exactly made for our age group, so. (laughs) I mean, it could be watched by anybody. Yeah, oh yeah. But that that was definitely one of the things that really bothered me. Yeah, if you do like Dr. Seuss, um, or just like have some nostalgia for it, you'll enjoy it in my opinion. Um But like the other thing. Yeah. The other thing that really bothered me was definitely the the yolk of the eggs. It was it was it it made me like I pictured boogers. Yeah. That's what I pictured. It made me squirm. Um, And I was like, oh, that is unappealing. And I don't know if that was the intention. If that was the intention, then I understand. But, like, if it's going to look like that in every episode or, like, whenever it appears, then, like, I'm definitely going to have to look away. Because <laughs> it's just really gross. Yes. Other than that, everything else was pretty fine. I mean, there was a little bit of CG in there. And it was very jarring because everything has this, like, hand-drawn Dr. Seuss style. And then we have um, the CG um, invention it's, it's, from it's, Guy. It's kind of unnecessary. And it was, it was unnecessary, but it also gave me the idea that this was, like, a very, like, whoa, this is an invention and it does something very, like, cool and we're about to see what it is like, because it, it gave the implication that the invention was special like, because other people were trying to, like, show it, show off what they had before they, they had to present their inventions. But Guy was like, no, I'm not going to show it. It's not special. Yeah, I don't know why, like... I mean, yeah, I get that, but I don't know why. Like, I've seen this with, like, other cartoons on Netflix. Like, they always had to throw in CG somewhere, and I'm just like, you don't really need CG right there. Like, I feel like if but you it, really want see, I mean, it, it just depends on the scene. Um, but it does feel like it was super intentional because yeah. once the the machine blew up, the it wasn't CG anymore. That's it was true. hand-drawn when he yeah. was putting it away. But they also had that other CG scene. Did you see when the... When the briefcase was shaking at the end of the episode with the chikaraf. You mean when when it was in the fire? Yeah, like, I'm just like, you didn't need CG for that. You could have just drawn the fire. then. But then I felt it, like, actually, I didn't really notice it, but I it is. looked kind of, it, it didn't look that bad. Because what I thought is that the briefcase is on fire in the thing, and there's a creature in there. And then the CG was, like, like the briefcase slowly burning and shaking in, in its spot. And it, it made it more jarring and like, oh my gosh, there's something in there and it's going to die. It definitely did make it stand out, I will say. That. And it and it gave kind of like this like, oh my gosh, get it out right now. Yeah. Like hurry up. Like, oh my god. I can't believe he stuck his hand in the lip bar. He did. He guy is such a boss. He just both hands into a into a full fire yep. to pull out a briefcase with like possibly a monster in it. And and, and or there anything, is whatever. Or there is well, it was grunting. Yeah. Okay. So possibly a monster or Poor some person. other person in there. And uh, we can only assume it's Chikaraf yeah. because we got a little, like, scene from the second episode where there's a bunch of feathers and uh, Chikaraf pops out. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, you can tell it is, it's that from, like, the silhouette in yeah. the previous episode. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, the show is very fun, but it's also predictable. So if you want a show that is just a good time, and you're here for just the, the experience, and it's definitely a good thing. But if you're here for, like, some shocker, 
or like a, a story that you didn't see coming. I don't think this is going to be the show for you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good show. Um, it, it's got a lot of nice sight gags, I will say that. Yes, and like definitely a lot of the problems that popped up were problems that could be solved yeah. easily. Like guy trying to leave it's, and he got a ticket of a bus that just left. Like you could have just exchanged that yeah. for it's, another one. It's like... There are no, like, major, like, glaring issues with the show that, like, a child would notice and stuff. And, I mean, like, it's, it's, it might get a little annoying. Maybe it's because it's the first episode and it's really got to establish, like, characters. Yes. And stuff like that. The so, plot and stuff. So, like, uh, some of the side characters, like, the background characters, especially when interacting with Guy, got a little grating at times. But, like, hopefully they'll, like, chill out with that <laughs> as, as it goes on. Because, I mean, like... Well, they probably do because... I've heard a lot of good things from people oh, as saying that um, the show is actually super good and you should just uh, watch it and give it time. So hopefully what people say is true and it's not just the hype speaking. Yeah. I mean, like, it kind of reminds me of, especially Guy, this old show I used to watch. It was called Dan Versus. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his personality reminds me of him. But yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a good show. I like it. So that was it. That was Green Eggs and Ham uh, for On The Spot Podcast. See you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.